We're about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT, and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We are NXT! This is what you call Paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. Back on a weekly basis through popular demand. Tonight we are going to be talking about NXT and Dynamite. Dynamite fresh off the heels of that full gear pay-per-view. And guess what, listeners? The balance of power in wrestling will shift tonight. Am I lying? Well, some of you, basically, if you don't know what I'm alluding to and thinking, what is this guy on about? Basically, last night, um, about, I don't know, if you, it was 1am, Dynamite starts over here. So about 7pm our time, so that's what, God knows, dinner time um, over in the States. Tony Khan decides to tweet, yep, stating, tune in to Dynamite tonight, blah, 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 and you will see the balance of power in wrestling shift tonight. Now, normally if you'd hear something like that, you'd think, nah. do you know what I mean? We all know what wrestling promoters and stuff like that can be like. But we've been told Tony Khan, Tony Khan is different. Do you know what I mean? He is, he's one of us. Do you know what I mean? If AEW promise on something, they deliver it. And I can categorically say that last night, the balance of power in wrestling did not shift at all. Um, but yeah, a few, few people would have said that that wasn't going to happen. But last night, everyone on Twitter is saying CM Punk, Goldberg, what could be, who could be, who could be joining AEW? What could be happening in New Japan? Are they going to, is Kenta going to show up with a briefcase? No, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. People might say, oh, Pac came back. He did, but he was also advertised pretty much last week's, on last week's Dynamite when he appeared on the show, stating he was coming back better and stronger than ever. So yeah, the tweet was, I think it was a bad idea. It, obviously, it's tough because, like, so last night I don't stay up till three in the morning to watch Dynamite anymore. Um, I usually watch it the next day, and I'm sat there last night thinking, hmm, should I stay up? Should I stay up? There's the Ray versus Ray Phoenix versus Penta main event, which two of my favourite wrestlers to watch. So even if nothing happens, that will be a great match. It that wasn't, by the way, spoiler. Um. But this, do you know what I mean? Why I don't understand why you would tweet out something like that because all it did, it just made the pack. Do you know what I mean? Pack comes out and everyone I can imagine who's watching it is thinking, "Oh, is that it?" Do you know what I mean? That's not. If you pack, I feel sorry for pack. That's not. Do you know what I mean? The response that you want when you're making your big return after what seven months away. Do you know what I mean? He's been thinking of that moment for month upon month, and it's just greeted with meh. I just think, I just don't, maybe, yeah, sure, this is what, it's short-sighted because 
what it does, yeah, it might have got a few more viewers, yeah? Say what, they might get an extra 50,000 viewers, something like that. It nearly got me to watch live. But all it does, it's like the kid that cried wolf. You tell us that something like this is going to happen. I mean, I think it happened before he did something similar to this. Can't quite put my finger on what it was. I think it was something over the summer. Um, but he, next time he promises something huge, people aren't going to listen. Do you know what I mean? They're not. Like, he came out in like during one of the commercials on the show to tell the live audience to stick around because something huge is going to happen. And even if I'm the live audience, yeah, pack, it's big. But it, it's not groundbreaking. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's nothing huge. It weren't like, okay, I'll give you a comparison. So on NXT the other week, um, one of their best wrestlers, Pete Dunne, he returned was Triple H tweeting out saying, oh, we're going to change the landscape of professional wrestling. No, he didn't. And that was a great surprise, Pete Dunne returning. Also, why did they advertise it on last week's Dynamite? Why? I, I, I just don't get it. If, if that had just been no tweet from Tony Khan, no video package last week, and Pac would have just came out and confronted Eddie Kingston, great. We'd have all been buzzing. Yeah? Great timing, mate. Do one. Been at wide. I hate people ringing me. I've got bigger things to do. But, um... But they just completely... T- I should have put my phone on silent. But, hey. Um... But yeah, he should have just not tweeted about it. They didn't need to do the video package and it would have been a big surprise. But instead, instead they decided to just make it just an anticlimactical ending to Dynamite. Everyone pretty much finished the show disappointed who was expecting big things like I was. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure what Tony Khan was thinking. The next time he puts out a tweet stating to watch Dynamite because something huge is happening, not sure why you do that anyway. But people aren't going to listen. Yeah, people aren't going to listen, and if they do, they're going to be left disappointed, like many of us were last night. So yeah, not a good idea for Tony Khan to tweet that. I've been thrown off my game by Gertie deciding to ring me. Cheers for that, Gertie. Dundalk tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so another thing coming out of the Dynamite show, which is is, is big news, is they have announced that the winner of the um, world title tournament, Kenny Omega will be facing John Moxley for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship on the 2nd of December on Dynamite. And it, three weeks, just three weeks away. Um, it, now, I, I'll put this on our Twitter followers at WWE versus AEW. And I got a few people disagreeing, but I wholeheartedly stand by this. And that is four pay-per-views. I've always thought this. Four pay-per-views is not enough. It's not enough. It's not 1992, yeah, right? You need an end destination. Yeah, they've done a good job with these special editions of Dynamite, yeah? I'm not going to lie from that. But when you've got a match such as John John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, I think it's probably the biggest singles match between your two biggest stars that you can put on, yeah? It has been... It, they've put off doing this match since last full gear, a full year, yeah, they did that match at full gear, right, they might have held off from it, I think we might have seen it maybe at an all out, if I'm honest, but obviously they didn't want to do it in front of no fans, but now they've just decided to go ahead and do it, I think, maybe they were just playing it through story reasons, but your problem is you want this on a pay-per-view, this match is going to get pay-per-view buys, yeah, people say yeah, it'll do some viewers, yeah, 
but that's hot-shotting. You don't need to give your biggest match. Would you have had, I know it's on a different level, but would you have had The Rock versus Stone Cold on a random Raw in December? No, you'd have it at WrestleMania 15, at WrestleMania 17, at WrestleMania 19. People say you can't compare The Rock and Stone Cold to Moxie and Omega, but The Rock and Stone Cold were the two biggest stars in WWF at the time. Moxley and Omega are the two biggest stars in AEW right now. They've held off from this match rage, but they backed themselves into a corner because four months is probably too long. It's too long to hold off a match for... Do you know what I mean? If they wanted to do this tournament, then maybe they should have done it at a later date, but they wanted to do it now for whatever reason. So four months is too long to hold off. I don't see... I'm not asking for WWE... A pay-per-view a month. Although, I, to be honest with you, I don't mind stuff like that. But, you need a minimum of six. Do you know what I mean? You need a pay-per-view every nine weeks. People have been saying, oh, I prefer it every, do you know what I mean, four times a year because it gives them chance to build it up. Let's be honest, they only really start building up the matches for the pay-per-view five or six weeks before anyway. Yeah? They build up for these little specials that they do in between. So, I, I don't want to hear any of that. Nine weeks is ample time to build up a pay-per-view should be, it should, it should just be, I don't know, pay-per-view in January, pay-per-view in March, pay-per-view in May, pay-per-view end of July, pay-per-view in September, pay-per-view in November, you've got six, you're laughing, yeah, job done, you can still do these specials, yeah, but six pay-per-views is necessary for me right now, I know Tony Khan isn't going to do that, because he stated that he's happy with the four pay-per-views in some of these conference calls, but for me, this is just further proof that they need to do six minimum pay-per-views. Yeah, I always thought that with NXT. NXT takeovers, they'd probably do five a year. And that, for me, I still don't... Because you'd always have, like, the month after a pay-per-view, the, 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 the NXTs just weren't that must-see viewing. And speaking of not must-see viewing, that was Dynamite tonight. If they're building towards a pay-per-view, they might pull a little bit more out their ass than what they did tonight. No way, shape, or form, was it a bad show. Don't get me wrong, but we'll get into that in a time in a minute. So, yeah. Um, we talked about Tony Khan. Talked about the Moxley Omega match being on December the 2nd. Um, other news, the Rascals have left. Um, impact, likely destination, if um, according to the internet. Nobody believes the internet, but it's looking like it's WWE. I would have think, thought they'd have been more suited to AEW, but looks like they're going to WWE. They might live in NXT. Um, up a bit, Trey Miguel, it'd be great to see him, I would have preferred to see him in AEW, but hey, why don't you go to NXT and be another ricochet, um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of news there, um, If it, a little bit of a segment I'm going to add, it's only for a couple of minutes, but a lot of people I'm guessing who listen don't watch Raw and Smackdown in full anymore, we're in a lockdown in the UK, so I might as well, so I've been watching, um, Smackdown's been really good, saying this before to someone, that Smackdown for me, is the best wrestling show of the week, head-to-head -head with Dynamite. It's between SmackDown and Dynamite. You probably just edge it to Dynamite, but SmackDown's been great. You've got Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the best act in all of wrestling at the moment. Um, obviously, Jey Uso's been great. We actually know, for the first time, I can say, yeah, it's Jey Uso. Not getting him confused, which shows what a great job they've done with that. Um, the Bailey sasha stuff has been really good, we've now got the um, Mysterio, Rollins, uh, Murphy stuff as well, so yeah, Smackdown's been really, really entertaining, and I've really enjoyed it, really, really enjoyed it, you've got also Daniel Bryan on the show, Kevin Owens, 
wrestlers that are good to watch. So if you're looking at watching anything um, from SmackDown last week, I definitely recommend you go out and watch the Sasha Banks versus Bailey match. Really, really good match. Better than anything on either Dynamite or NXT tonight. Um, it opened the show and it drew a really big rating for SmackDown. They did all um, approximately 2.3 million viewers last Friday. Um, so yeah, Sasha Bailey. I'm not sure if I really... I think hopefully they're saving it for WrestleMania, which is probably why they had um, Carmella come out and um, interfere in that whole thing. Maybe they'll go the triple threat. But for me, go with Sasha um, against Carmella heading into TLC. Maybe go with Bailey against Bianca Belair. Maybe a tag team feud. And then we'll bring Sasha Bailey back around for Rumble WrestleMania season for the big match at WrestleMania, which hopefully they do. Um, Raw, on the other hand, um, Raw, they did their lowest hour in viewers ever. Um, the th that third hour, which was actually probably the best hour on the show, um, did really, really bad. Um, Raw averaged 1.59 million viewers. Um, so, yeah, not looking good for Raw. But if you're watching anything on Raw, um, it, it wasn't the best show. I did like the uh, Randy Orton promo. Um, at the start where he's going all in on Miz and John Morrison. Um, and then RKO's Kofi Kingston for old time's sake. So that was a decent segment. Um, and if you're checking anything out, check out Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. Yet again, that match was better than anything match quality-wise on Dynamite or NXT this week. So yeah, go and watch Sasha versus Bailey, and Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. And yeah, two matches definitely worthwhile checking out there. Do not watch AJ Styles team captain promo where he brings the Survivor Series team out for a team meet and the Survivor Series build has been absolutely terrible um, but that's not been helped by them not wanting Raw and Smackdown talents mixing um, due to the whole COVID situation and um, we'll be previewing Survivor Series um, next week so make sure you stay tuned for that right that's enough news let's get into your AEW Dynamite recap for the 11th of November. Daly's Place, Jacksonville, AEW. So, um, obviously the first Dynamite since the pay-per-view on Sunday. Um, the, the show opens, actually, with Matt Seidel versus Brian Cage. Um, we have Taz um, on commentary for this. It, th this match, it was... I'll be honest with you, I actually really enjoyed this match for it, it was really good. Um, Cage, usually someone that, you, no offence to him, but he he, is, he does have a botch in him. Um, but he worked really well with Seidel, I thought. Um, Taz put over well that um, Seidel is a big threat, he's got wins over um, former AEW champion Chris Jericho, and that was actually a win in the WWE, so I was surprised he mentioned that. Um, but I, I thought this was a really good match. Um, some great near falls from Seidel. At one point, I did think he actually had the victory. And then we got a really great finish um, where Seidel goes for a neck breaker off the top rope. Cage catches him and it's his big finish, which was really, it was a tough move to do, actually. Really came off very well. Obviously, with Seidel, you can get some great endings to matches, as we saw with that memorable moment with um, Orton all those years ago. But yeah, this was a really good match. Um, yeah, really good. Um, Starks cuts a promo, says that Team Taz want the TNT title. Hopefully, it is Ricky Starks that is going for this title, as I really would like to see him be the one who faces Darby Allen. Um, these two are, I'd say, them two, and obviously you've got Sammy Guevara, are people who are going to be 
in that main event in maybe five, four, five years. So it'd be great to see them go for the second title and have feuds amongst themselves for that. I wouldn't mind seeing Sammy get in the mix with this, actually. Um, but for the time being, Allen versus Starks is a match and a feud that I'm all for, especially with Taz involved in there. Um, quite interesting, isn't it, how... Um, well, obviously, when AEW signed Brian Cage, it looked as if he was going to be, you know what I mean, like going into that main event. Um, he was always good in Impact. He had great matches in Impact with the likes of your uh, Sammy Callihans, Michael Elgins. Um, but he's really been outshone by Ricky Starks since um, Starks signed with AEW at the back end of summer. And really, he's been, yes, like I said, completely outshone. Um, Cody Rhodes is out next for his advertised promo. Um, talking about the loss to Darby Allen, um, and he states that he's not actually going after Darby Allen for a rematch at this time. He wants um, to right the wrongs of a loss from a while ago against MJF at was it Revolution? I think it was. Yeah. Um, so he's going after MJF when he gets cut off by a female who is absolutely ripped to shreds. Um, Jane Cargill. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea who she is. Um, a women's wrestler, I'm assuming. Um, and she says that she's been studying a competition um, and that Cody is no giant, but she knows a giant. Tells him to watch his back and she name drops the one and only Shaquille O'Neal's name. So all that time it looked like it was going to be Big Show versus Shaq at WrestleMania. Who would have thought it? We're probably going to get Cody versus Shaq at some point. Um, the highlight of this segment was probably Brandy comes out, she goes all gangster on um, Jane Cargill, um, there's a few bitch comments, she's showing a lot of attitude, and then bizarrely, this Jane slaps Brandy's ass. pretty jealous about that, um, but yeah, am I allowed to say that? I suppose girls can say that about lads, if you don't like it, she's going to have to stop being a snowflake, aren't you? Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure if it was necessary that actually happening, it seemed a bit bizarre. Um, so while this is all going on, they get separated by the referees and Team Taz attack Cody from behind. This brings Darby Allen down with his thumbnail. Um, thumbnail, what am I on about thumbnail? His drawing pin, we say drawing pins in the UK, I know you say thumbtacks in the USS. With his drawing pin jacket on, um, Team Taz bail and I've got in my notes here that I'm sure a tag team match will take place next week. And duly later on in the show, they announced that next week... It will be Cody teaming up with Darby Allen to take on Ricky Starts and Brian Cage, which will be a good match. Um, Hobbs comes out and sort of sees them off at the end. I like that little tease. Was it like, why was Hobbs late to the party? Do you know what I mean? It just gives... I like them little nice little touches that AEW do. Um, will Hobbs intervene in that tag team match next week and maybe align himself with Team Taz? We'll see. I don't think he will, but who knows. Next, we have Moxley. This is like... Moxley's reaction to retaining the title in the main event of your fourth biggest pay-per-view of the year. And this is awful. He's getting interviewed by Marvez. I don't really like the follow-up to the biggest match, your main event of your show, just being a backstage and throwaway interview for a minute. You know what I mean? I feel like that should be opening. I'm not really sure why a Brian Cage... Um, Matt Sidal match, although I really enjoyed the match, is opening. That's the first thing you see coming off. Do you know what I mean? The pay per view. It should be the hottest thing coming off the pay per view. Um, and one of them was Moxley retaining his title in that match. 
and instead we just get this interview and it's like amateur out here we've got the most annoying echo you can't tell anything that moxley's saying and it's just not good enough and um, they need to sort this out which they actually did later on in the show but yeah moxley who knows what he said here um yeah who knows what he said here i think he mentioned something about december 2nd but who knows because you couldn't hear a thing this was straight out the tna playbook and next we get the bunkhouse match it was dustin and qt against butcher and the blade um, there's loads of spots in this match. We get QT blading. We get the blade blading. Um, there's blood everywhere. We get some spots like Dustin with the bulldog um, off the stage. QT does an elbow drop off the ladder, which I thought was the finish, um, but it wasn't. Um, we get Dustin and the butcher. They botch a cold red. It was really awkward. Um, blade accidentally knocked Bunny through the table. QT hits the cutter and they get the win. This was just a fun match. It wasn't wasn't anything you need to go out your way to see. Um, but it, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine for what it was. Um, yeah, it was all right. Nothing really special. Um, next, we got Matt Hardy video package about how he won the feud with Sammy, but says Sammy earned his respect. So, yeah. Thank God that feud's over. Um, next, we get MJF getting inducted into the inner circle. Um, everyone's out there. But... Sammy Guevara, which I thought maybe they're just doing this because obviously he got absolutely battered by Matt Hardy, but we find out later on that actually MJF didn't emailed um, Sammy to say we'll meet on the beach. So yeah, that was why Sammy didn't show. Um, we we had a, this was actually really funny. It made me laugh this morning at six a.m. when I got up before work to watch this Dynamite show. Um. Basically, MJF is reading poetry and it is lines from a Drake song, apparently. Um, Ortiz is fuming, going, what's he on about, Chris? This is, this is Drake, this is Drake. Uh, Jericho puts Ortiz in line, shows him who's boss of this group. And MJF goes, I don't even know who Drake is, but I started from the bottom now here. Brilliant stuff, absolutely brilliant stuff from MJF. Um, he starts a chorus of happy birthday to Chris Jericho, who turned 50 on um i think was it monday um balloons flying everywhere and he's got the inner circle of surprise they're all going to vegas great this was brilliant next week we're going to get loads of uh segments of inner circle going to vegas maybe they'll lose sammy at the airport this was really good really good um yeah so mgf and wardlow are in the inner circle um, we get a backstage interview. Theme of the show, big matches happen on your pay-per-view. You get you back, follow them up, sorry, with a backstage interview. Hmm, interesting. Um, books say that they got an Instagram message from Top Flight, a tag team that have appeared on Dark, two young lads, um, and they will get a go at the Young Bucks next week. So next week we're getting the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, and that, that was basically the follow-up that we got to... Young Bucks versus Revival. I wanted more. Wanted more. This was... Instead, we got Sean Spears. Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. Now, I like Scorpio Sky. And I feel like a year ago, Scorpio Sky was like facing Chris Jericho. I, don't, I think it was for the world title. And they threatened. They've like flirted with put, giving this guy a big singles push. Never seems to have happened. And Sean Spears, I'm really sorry. Probably a nice guy, yeah. I know his friends will be cold. I don't want him on Dynamite. Keep him on Dark. We don't need him. It's been a failure. He's been with AEW for 18 months now. And they ruined him at Double or Nothing with that segment. 
can't even remember what it was. It was some goofy segment. Um, he's just not worked. He connected more with the WWE audience with his whole 10 thing than he has in AEW. It's just not worked at all. And then he's got back to the drawing board. Or just I don't even know. Maybe have him be a manager or something because it just doesn't work for me. And then they have him beat Scorpio Sky. I did not like this at all. Why on earth is Sean Spears beating Scorpio Sky at this stage? It's just shite. Absolute shite. Um, another interview. Your third biggest match. Your third big match from the show. It's Kenny Omega this time getting interviewed. The follow-up for the big... The follow-up for Omega Hangman, yeah? Is Omega getting a backstage interview. Hangman, where was Hangman Page? He wasn't on the show. I was hoping for a few... Um, segments of like showing hangman at the bar getting smashed drowning it do you know what i mean getting just getting fucked up basically and we didn't get anything no mention of even hangman page which was really surprising um we just get this was probably the best of the backstage interviews all it was outside kenny says he's ready to be the cleaner ready to be the best bout machine and says that the first match wasn't in the record books if you remember that match was unsanctioned so it's not one to zero moxley it's zero zero and he's going to win the aw world title on the 2nd of december this was the best as i said of the interviews that they did but do you know what i mean like you just expect a bit more the the, the you watch the aw after all out got loads of viewers um to see what happened after that average pay-per-view all out they got everyone apart from me seem to love full gear so i'm guessing they're gonna get a big rating tonight and do you know what i mean what where, where they didn't follow up any of the big matches they just gave us a sub it, it was an all right dynamite don't run there was nothing really too bad about it if this had been like in the middle of a pay-per-view cycle fair enough but this do you know i mean strike it while it's hot you're hot give us some stuff some big stuff on it and it just didn't follow it up didn't follow it up at all um, Ty Conti with Anna Jay versus Red Velvet. I, think, I believe with Brandy was she even there. She came out at the start. Uh, this match was the green. Tayanara is green, yeah. But there's something, something in there. She's she's good. She's good. No, she's not good. She's going to be good in a few years, I think, with the right tutoring. Um, she's got a lot of potential. Um, she wins this match. She refuses the chair from Anna Jay, but she does get the win. I do think that Tyna Conte in a few years will be much better than she is now. Um, this It was an all right match, green in spots, but it was all right. Um, we get the Inner Circle interview um, where they're all going to Vegas. I alluded to that before, this Sammy Guevara thing. Um, we get what, well, they tell us what we're getting for next week. Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy, um, which they built up in another backstage segment. Um, the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, and Darby Allen versus Team Taz, and the inner circle are going to slay Las Vegas. So, yeah, next week is. Hmm, to be honest with you, next week might get eclipsed by NXT because NXT have got the big Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley match next week. So, that will be interesting. Main event time. Main event time. Ray Phoenix versus Penta 2. It's probably about the 100th time they've met, but on in AEW ring. This is the second time they've met. Um, Kingston comes out. Eddie Kingston cuts promo with Farhan saying he won't give up, and one day he will be world champion. Interesting. Usually, AEW, apart from uh, Tony Khan on Twitter, if they say something, usually does actually come come around and happen. So, I was thinking maybe go later on, maybe have Brian Cage versus Eddie Kingston for that FTW championship. But we'll see, we'll see. This match, Phoenix versus Penta, two of my favourites to watch go at it. Wasn't as good as the first match. 
I saw a match at WrestleCon Super Show in the Hilton in New York, which was better than this. Don't know what was going on. Um, they're trying to rip each other's masks off, I'm told. So I'm told. And this has been building for weeks. But for me, I'm pretty sure I watched a match where Pentagon replaced Phoenix, lost to Kenny Omega the other week. And pretty sure Ray Phoenix was cheering on his brother in his corner. So to go from that where they're supporting each other to just randomly ripping each other's masks off, they're not in a blood feud, so I didn't really get that at all. Tony Schiavone and Eddie Kingston. Tony Schiavone was so annoying on commentary, completely took away from the match. Some people say Eddie Kingston was alright, but Tony Schiavone just... Now, I watched it, the Fight TV version, which was through the commercial, and they were just going on and on. Even Eddie Kingston was like, oh my God, get over it. And I was thinking the same thing, taking it away from the match. Just as the match starts going, it finished. Two package pile drivers, a Canadian destroyer, and that's it. Pentagon beats Phoenix. Don't get around, the last two minutes were great, but this was so underwhelming. If, if, if I tell you that Ray Phoenix is facing Pentagon in the main event of a Dynamite, I'm thinking, they're going to go out here and try and give us a match of the year contender. They didn't. This was more about the story, and it's just like the Kenny Omega Hangman Page match I alluded to. It was about the story, but it doesn't mean they can't go out there and give us everything they've got. And they didn't. Um, see, I was disappointed with this match. Um, we get the big, the the flipping ground changing wrestling world on its ass um, segment with the big return of Pack, which it was well done. Like I said, it was well done. But they didn't need to announce Pack was coming back last week. We didn't need Tony Khan being as Fulham fans will know a bit of a goon on Twitter, and I like Tony Khan. But yeah. Didn't need this. They have a nice pull-apart. Um, and it looks like we're going to have Pack with Ray Phoenix against Eddie Kingston with Pentagon heading forward. And I'm glad Ray Phoenix should be a babyface. Should be a single star. He's in the top five wrestlers, can I say, in the world. Definitely on Dynamite. Um, Ray Phoenix is just amazing. And I want to see Ray Phoenix single star. Pentagon's great as well. And I'm really interested where this goes. So, we'll put aside the match that underwhelms. We'll put aside Tony Khan on Twitter. And we'll say, yeah, this I'm excited where this story goes. And Dynamite comes to an end. Um, we're going to get Pack versus Blade next week. Which will just be another layer to this story. So, yeah, that was Dynamite. It was 6 out of 10. 5 or 6 out of 10. It, it was an average show. I wouldn't call it good, I wouldn't call it bad, it was decent at best, yeah, it was fine, it was fine, um, I, but I would have expected better coming off the momentum that they had coming off full gear, and we didn't get that, so a little bit disappointed if I'm honest, glad I didn't stay up, I would have been a right moody bastard on this podcast then, um, so yeah, so that's your Dynamite review, and we are now going to go to Florida, to the Performance Centre, is it the Performance Centre, yeah, let's go to Florida for your NXT recap. So NXT opens with the Wheel of Challengers. Johnny Gargano um, recent weeks has basically been taunted by a wheel. So Gargano is going to put the North American title on the line with whoever this wheel lands on. Um, I thought it was cute how they had on the wheel. Basically, they had all the names, and then it just looked like someone had written over Leon Ruff's name. Straight away, I thought it's going to be him, um, and it was him. Lands on him, and Gar Johnny Gargano faces who is billed as 120 pound Lee on Ruff for the North American Championship. Now, 
I knew there'd been a title change because um, I was on Twitter and it said new North American title. So I knew that Leon Ruff was going to win this. And I thought, oh, great. You know what I mean? They could actually make someone here. He's young. You know what I mean? He's athletic. Yeah, he's small. I thought, let's make him. And they're just going to actually go out and have him win. As soon as I thought Damien Priest in the crowd, I thought, you have Gargano then taunt in the crowd. Priest stood at ringside. And out of nowhere, crucifix, roll up, one, two, three. And Leon Ruff wins. Nobody gets over with this finish. Just have him go out and try. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't really be sliding him off because they did put the belt on him. But do you know what I mean? It was a way of putting the belt on him without making him look as credible. It was just a fluke win. I'm sure Johnny will win the title back in a few weeks. It was just a complete fluke. There was a funny moment where the uh, belt Priest puts the belt round Leon Ruff after the match and it just falls off his waist because it's that small. Ha ha! But yeah, it... it <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why this happened. It meant Gargano looks stupid because he can't hold the title longer than 14 days. Um, Leon Ruff, I don't think it does that much for him. He will lose this title in a few weeks. And that was that. The biggest star coming out of this was probably Damian Priest. Um, he gives his car keys after the match to Leon Ruff, tells him to go. And Priest, Priest just has the look done. He is a top guy. Um, it, was, it was something, I guess. Next, we have... Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas um, were shown. I like Jake Atlas is really good. Um, Santos Escobar is good. These two have had good matches in previous weeks. This match was good. There was a few like awkward spots where like it it was like I don't know like Atlas wasn't in the right position for Escobar to make the dive, um, which was a bit strange. Um, just I don't know something, and then like Atlas sort of like you know like when they dive through the middle rope and the feet sort of click, well like sort of scrape the uh, middle rope bit like that. It was, um, Atlas was lucky to escape, not to escape with injury, and the match ends with uh, Escobar countering a cartwheel DDT um, for the win. So it was good. It wasn't it, I don't know. It wasn't anything to write home about. It was slightly less quality than the Brain Cage versus the um, Brain Cage versus Matt Seidel match so yeah, it was it was alright Escobar retains the title I'd like to see Jake Atlas win this belt at some point um, this was weird, Raquel Gonzalez um, fresh off her impressive defeat to um, so Raquel Gonzalez got more over in defeat to Rhea Ripley the other week than Leon Ruff does beating Johnny Gargano for the title but yeah, so Raquel Gonzalez versus Build Zaya Lee. And we have Boer out, uh, who apologises that Zaya Lee is not there. She absolutely beats the holy shit out of him. Um, guy comes out, hands Boer an envelope. Pretty just bizarre, really. I don't know where they're going with this. And yeah, that was that. Next, the hottest match on the show for me. I feel like I'm breezing through this, but NXT was... Didn't, NXT was... It was just a bunch of matches, really, without... I was sat watching the show thinking... NXT's fallen a lot. Like, it's tough because I don't want to bury these shows. Dynamite was decent. NXT was decent. But, just, there's just a bit, not much going on, on either show. Um, next, probably the highlight match on paper, Tony Storm versus Candice LeRae. They didn't actually go out there and give us everything they could. Um, it's like the same, this is a potential big match. I can see this being a big match. Um... The match was just getting going, and basically Candice does the Jay White Ibushi finish with a foot on the top, was it? Well, probably the middle rope uh, for the win. Um, so yeah, Candice goes over Tony Storm. 
just a little bit confusing what the point of this was because when Tony Storm came back last month, it looked like she was all set to be a heel, but she couldn't have been more babyface in this match. The size difference as well in this surprised me. But I didn't realise just how... Are you allowed to call a woman big? Tony Storm is not big, but Candice stood next to Tony Storm looked absolutely tiny. And it was just... I don't know, it was just, it was just strange to see, but... It was decent work. It was alright, and I'm sure these two have got much better, and I'm sure they'll have a better match um, down the line. Um, the person in the screen mask who did all the interference for Gargano to win the title at Halloween Havoc um, shows up um, Shotzi comes out attacks the lady in the screen mask beats down Candice um, but two on one beat down and it turns out to be Indy Hartwell so Indy Hartwell and Candice beat down um, Shotzi Black I'm not sure where Tony Storm was in this but it looks like we're probably going to get a tag match incoming Tony Storm much like um, the tag on Dynamite, they built up Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell and Candice, I'm sure, will be coming later down. Now, this was decent storyline-wise. It progressed a few things. Um, Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher. This was boring. Um, Cameron Grimes, the highlight of this, comes out, tries to win at fear, fails, but... Thatcher see, rolls up Dexter Loomis. Is it just me or does it seem like there's a lot of roll-up finishes going on in wrestling recently? A lot of them. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, this match was pretty boring. But yeah, Cameron Grimes puts a sack over um, the head of Dexter Loomis um, and does his finish while Loomis is sat in a chair and doesn't see him coming. So yeah, Cameron Grimes is great, isn't he? Loved him as Trevor Lee back in the day. Um, but yeah, he's great. One of the highlights of NXT as usual. Um, for me, the highlight possibly of NXT was this um, Io Shirai Rhea Ripley prime target, where it basically details the downfall of Rhea Ripley. The year started with her uh, smashing it. She smashed it in the Rumble, comes out, challenges Charlotte Flair. She's all set to go to Raymond James Stadium. So was I, by the way, um, to face Charlotte Flair. And instead, she had to do it in an empty warehouse in Enfield. No, not in Enfield, in Tampa. Um, in Orlando, actually, so yeah, a little bit better. Then Enfield, um, but yeah, this was a great video package. They set up the match ne next week. Great, I, I'm sure they're doing a takeover at the start of December. I feel like it's the fifth, the sixth of December, um, the week after, incidentally, the Kenny Omega Moxley match. But they're doing this match next week. Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it'll get a rating, um, which I suppose it's not like they sell pay per views like AEW does, so they can get away with doing a big match like this on TV, unlike AEW for me, but. Strange. They, they did a match, EO versus Rhea, back in the summer um, that ended with fuckery, and I thought they were saving this for a big pay-per-view. Big takeover, sorry, and... Yeah, again, it's happening on TV, but I'll be excited for that next week. Wouldn't surprise me if we got maybe a bit of a fuck finish, and it builds to maybe a gimmick match at takeover, um, but nonetheless. Next week, we get the return of Finn Balor. He'll be live to talk about um, what's going to happen with his broken jaw, and more importantly... The NXT, I shouldn't say more importantly, the NXT Heavyweight Championship. Um, Rhea versus EO next week. So I think maybe next week we could see, potentially, maybe, maybe NXT pushing Dynamite a bit more in the reins and maybe getting a victory. Main event, Brizango versus Birch and Lorcan. Um, the highlight, this is for the NXT tag titles, by the way, the highlight as ever of NXT is the Pat McAfee promo. Cuts a great promo, he's a bit like me, doesn't take a breath. But he's got so he's a ball of energy. 
Um, and yeah, great promo here. He's going to go over to the commentary desk. Um, this match main event, Breezango versus Birch and Lorcan is... This was going up against Phoenix versus Penta. I know which match I would have been watching if I was watching them both live, and it wouldn't have been this. A lot of fuckery again in this match. Seems to be the theme of the show. Every match had a lot of interference in it. Um, Drake Mavericks out. Um, but match full of fuckery, and Birch and Lorcan retain thanks to help from Pete Dunne. Um, so, yeah. After the match, uh, Pat McAfee punts Tyler Breeze in the face as he's hanging off the announce table as NXT goes off the air um so yeah not much in the way of progression it feels like the bigger show is next week for nxt um a little bit like raw this week felt like the bigger raw is next week with the drew mcintyre randy Orton match next week is the bigger show for nxt this was just felt like filler um almost as though they accepted they were going to lose to dynamite in the range this week probably give if i gave dynamite a six this would be a five um so that gives away the winner of the week the winner of the week is Dynamite, but barely, barely. Two average, decent shows, um, but Dynamite wins. Match of the week, not really much, really, to choose from. By default, I'm going to give it to Matt Seidel versus Brian Cage. Um, I really enjoyed that opener. I can't believe that. If you just said to me at the start of this week, you wouldn't be giving it to uh, Phoenix Penter. I'd have been disappointed, which I am. But, yeah, so, yeah, again, AEW wins the show of the week. Wins the match of the week, and the ratings haven't yet been revealed because I'm recording pretty early for me this week. But I would expect Dynamite to win. Um, if I'm doing a prediction, don't like doing this. It's hard to predict. I think I'm going to go with. I think Dynamite probably get did get a big bump coming off that pay per view um, all out last time. I'm going to go with. I think I feel feeling eight hundred eight hundred thousand. I'm going to predict for Dynamite, and we'll go with. 7-10 for NXT. We'll see if I can get that right for next week. Um, but yeah, you'll know by the time you're listening to this if I was right. So if I look like an idiot, then so be it. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for the show. It's great to be back on a weekly basis. I will be back next week. I've actually enjoyed recording the show this week. More so than I enjoyed watching the two shows. No, I'm joking. Um... So yeah, that's it. Follow us on Twitter. The uh, podcast page is at WWE versus AEW. Um, I myself, Daniel, your host, is on. Tw- I'm on Twitter. It's at Ball Capital B Daniel. That's Ball B Daniel. Um, follow me on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube um, and on Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash Neutral Wrestling. Um, that'll be getting changed to WWE versus AEW in the near future. But yeah. That was it, that was... Oh, quick shout-out, by the way, I forgot to mention this. I did like the graphic change. Nice little graphic change for the intro of Dynamite and the graphics for the matches shook it up a little bit. Um, For us people that hear the dum da 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 dum all the time watching the show on Fight TV. But yeah, that's the show. We'll be back next week um, for next week's instalment of the WWE vs. AEW podcast. Follow us on Twitter, and we will also be doing a preview of Survivor Series next week. So look out for that. We'll be talking the Io Shirai Rhea Ripley match. And yeah, we'll see you next week on the WWE vs. AEW podcast.